Guys, welcome back to the channel. I'm excited to sit down with Tony Montalbano. And Tony, it's been great to get to know you, you know, since we met, I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. When was that? It was in Milwaukee. Yeah, so it was probably about a year and a half ago or something. A year and a half like ago. Yeah. yeah, and it's been great to kind of stay in touch with you and see your journey and the things that you and Eric are doing in your business. And it's exciting to see you guys put up these big numbers, really growing a massive wholesale company mm-hmm. so fast out of the gate. You guys came into the business and, and had uh, you know over $2 million in assignments your first year in the business. Phenomenal. And guys, Tony's role in the company is really on the dispo side. And it's interesting, Tony, because um, thank you again for being here. What's interesting yeah. is for me right now in my business, I'm putting a lot of attention into dispo. And it's a function, a lot of it's a function of the market, right? When the market was hot, getting a good deal was the hard part and dispo was easier, not mm-hmm. it's never easy, but it was easier because buyers were all just everywhere, raising right. their hand for a deal, hedge funds were overpaying. It was just it was just kind of an easier part of the business. So we ended up putting a lot of focus on acquisitions and we've sort of now flip-flopped a little bit. Not totally, mm-hmm. but but now what we're doing is we're spending a whole lot more time in cash buyer management, we call it, those relationships, the work now to find the best buyers in the market. And so Dispo has become a big priority, yeah. a big focal point in my wholesale business. Yeah, and so you've got some great ideas, some things that you've done differently since the market kind of shifted here a bit ago. And I want, I'd love for you to share with our audience some of the things that you're doing. And again, when I say dispo, guys, it's dispositions, it's finding the cash buyer once you've got a contract on a distressed property. Right, right. So what are some of the things you're doing that are kind of unique and different and, and the adjustments that are happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on yeah. again. This is great. Uh, always love chatting with you. Yeah. And I always learn something when I sit with you and talk. So well, me too. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And that's how you can tell somebody's smart, like yourself, is mm-hmm. like yesterday when Eric was talking, you're still taking notes. I mean, you've been doing this 18 years longer than us, but you're still learning. Yeah. And that's lo- always the sign of somebody who's intelligent and always willing to I wrote learn. down so many good nuggets and it wasn't like I've heard Eric and right. some you know some of his sales processes is, is there's nothing new there it's just great sales 101 right right, right. but he would throw out like certain sentence and yeah. I was like oh that was a really great way to phrase that and I'm writing it down yeah I mean you got to be an avid learner if you, you want to keep growing I don't ever want to feel like I'm not growing 100% yeah and that's what social media has kind of helped me with and even when I got started I think I said this last time but you know, Eric was locking up deals and it was just me and him in the office in the beginning. And we didn't really know what we were doing. We understood sales and marketing and all that, but he's locking up deals and he's basically like, all right, figure out how to sell these deals, Tony. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, how do I do that? And there wasn't a lot of information out there yeah. for a disposition process. Like there is all these acquisition sales processes that are out there. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I was doing was locking myself in my office and looking on YouTube how does Jerry Norton find cash buyers? <laughs> <laughs> so it's awesome to be here and talk with you. That's cool. Uh, coming from, from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to go back to, you know, the shift in the market and kind of what we're doing different now in Dispo, I think we got really complacent because the market was so good yeah, for so long. We did. And we became order takers mm. and, and just like sending deals to the five people that were buying all of our deals. I call it a cash buyer employee. Yeah. Like you worked for the cash buyer. 100%. Because they were buying and you would just go back to that one because it was easy. But yeah. now they're telling you price. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're telling you what they want. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, and we weren't really having to go through our entire process because all of our VIPs were buying every deal. I mean, you could roll out of bed and make 20 grand on a deal easy, you know, when the market was cranking. I would interview like a new student on their deal and like they would say, yeah, I just put a post on Facebook and eight people yeah. wanted my deal. Yeah. Like that's not dispo. That's not dispo at all. It's no, not that's a true process. that's called luck or, yeah. you know, hot market. That's right. what that's called, not right. dispo. Yeah, it's the right place at the right time kind of thing. Dispo yeah. is a process. And if you want to scale and grow a business, you have to learn the process of Dispo, mm -hmm. which is finding the best cash buyer for your deal right. in the marketplace. Right. And one of our KPIs now is, and a lot of things, we, we changed a lot of things with the shift in the market. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise, to be honest, because I realized when the market shifted and nobody was buying our deals that we usually were selling deals to, I'm like, holy smokes, like we got to get dig back into our process and get this thing ironclad tight to make sure we're finding the right buyers and getting what we're asking. So it forced you to improve your process. Forced me to do better. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. Um, but one of our KPIs now is like we run comps in Dispo, like acquisition is going to run their comps. Mm. They've never seen the the property though. Yeah. They're going off what the seller is telling them, which is a hundred percent a lie. And now you have pictures. And now I have pictures, <laughs> right? And in our CRM, we know what the acquisitions agent thought the rehab was going to uh -huh. be and the ARV and all that. But now that I have photos and I can like deep dive into these pictures and see what the true condition of this property yeah. is. Now it's like, all right, if I, we thought a rehab was 20, it might be 40 now. Which, right? because you have to, if you want to have a halfway intelligent conversation with a cash buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Because your cash buyer is going to, going to come on and he's going to try to beat you down on price. And what's he going to do? He's going to say, well, the comps, well, the condition. Right. And so if you're not prepared to kind of have that conversation, you're at the disadvantage. Yeah. You need to really understand that property. And that's why like, with our dispo agents in our office, like they take a property from A to Z. Once we get photos, they download the photos, mm -hmm. they upload them on investor lift. They really, you know, understand this property. So when they get inbound calls or make outbound calls, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. But the point I was trying to get at is, you know, once we run all these comps and everything, we, we know now if acquisitions thought we could sell this deal at 150, maybe we can't sell this deal at 150. So we might adjust that price if it still mm -hmm. makes sense for us and we'll send the deal out. It might be 140 now, right? Mm -hmm. But we are confident in that price that we're sending this deal out. So when it gets sent out to the VIPs the first day, if offers come in lower than what we want for this property, like my dispo agents are required to get five offers before they can assign that deal mm. if it's less than what we thought we were going to get for it. Mm. So it's now forcing these dispo agents to go through the entire process. You can't stop on day one or day two if if you're trying to assign that deal for less than I thought we were. So let me make sure I'm understanding that. I love this. This is great. I'm. This is like I'm going to implement this in my business right now. So let's say that acquisitions ran a number and they thought it was 150 was the dispo number, mm -hmm. right? You get the deal, you push it out, or you maybe you reevaluate and you're like, yeah, 150 is going to be too hard. Let's go 140, right? Cause you guys buy deep. So you have spread, yeah. right? You have room. It's not like you're trying to make a 10 K no. on paper and then you make three K. No, no. You're trying to make 40 K on paper and you make 20 K, right? Sure. Yeah. So you push it out at 140 in order to take 140 you want to see five or less than 140, you want to see five? Yeah, less than 140, okay. we want to see five offers. Five offers, and it's forcing your dispo team now 
to go find another buyer, get yeah. another offer, yeah. not just think that that one low offer is indicative of the whole market. We're not desperate right now. Genius. It's like we know that we're going to sell this That's really deal. good, Tony. Yeah, thanks. Because it forces your dispo team to not just take the first offer. Right, exactly. Because they do get, they, you know, it's the path of least resistance. You got an offer on this property, it's like, should we take it? It's like, yeah. it's not at our asking price. You need four more offers before you can assign that deal. And if you look at the data in our CRM, and I've done this, and I've done all this myself before I asked my dispo agents yeah. to do this. We've, I've tested it myself. And if you look at the data, that fourth or fifth offer is always the highest offer, more times than not. I was just going to ask you, how process. often do you get the higher it's, offer? It's almost always yeah. higher. The further you get along in this process, you're talking to more buyers. That offer that was low you know, we're talking to that buyer every few days. Can you come up? Can you come up? Because you keep I'm, them in play. Of course. You that's keep your, them in play. That's our backup offer, yeah. you know, and we want to make sure it's a good backup offer. We're confident we're going to get this price for this property. So we're going to continue our process. If you can come up on your price, more than willing to assign this deal to you today. And it also allows you to, to make them compete against each other. Yes. So then you can say, hey, so we've got a couple interested parties that we're looking to get another offer today. Yeah. You know, so exactly. We'll let we, you know, but yeah, yeah we've we scheduled another walk through. Yeah. We got four more, um, you know, investors going out to this property. So if you really do want it, you're going to have to come up to 10 grand. And you if you're at it, our yeah. asking price, I'll assign it to you right now. You know, we, we, if, if we get a offer at our asking price, we'll assign it. Move it. Yeah. On or above. You know, we did, we had a deal, uh, last month in North Carolina. We sent it out. It was a hot property. People were, you know, calling in like, you know, uh, offering our asking price. And after like the second or third call, I was like, let's start telling everybody this is going to go above our asking price. And then mm -hmm. the fourth call we got, we said that he said, I'll offer 11,000 more than you guys are asking yeah. for it. And we assigned it right away. Right then. So are you yeah. doing like on investor lift guys, if you don't know what investor lift is, it's a, it's a, the, the best and biggest marketplace for cash buyers. Mm -hmm. So you can dispo your deals there and and Rob and his team, they've done a phenomenal job of aggregating like yeah. all the active local buyers that are in your market. And we're doing um, where we have our offer price and then we have our buy now price. Mm -hmm. Are you utilizing that? Yeah, we utilize that. Yeah. Um, not, it, it fluctuates on, on every deal. Yeah. You know, if it's in a hot market, um, yeah, we'll definitely put that buy it now price. And a how do you higher. do it? Do you, so you put your, your offer number, let's say that's, you know, 129. Mm -hmm. And then you buy it now at 136 or yeah, something like that. Pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. Five, 10 grand, Higher depending on, on the buy it now. Yeah, on the buy it now. And the idea there is if you've given, if you've done your job and you've got good pictures, video, good information, you want that cash buyer to make a decision without going and seeing the property. Right. That's the goal. That's always goose. best, yeah. right? right? Where they just click that buy now, they take it. They don't want to compete with everyone else looking at mm -hmm. it. And you just moved your deal like right away. Well, and that's something we've been talking, and it's something you said yesterday, which was just like validation on we have to do this because I've been kicking this can around for a while and I bring it up in almost every morning meeting. And I'm like, we really need to get videos on more properties. We need to get matter ports, you know? I've actually even said recently, either get an inspection done or get these things cleaned out because they're not presenting well. And then when you said that yesterday, I was like, done. Done. We're now doing this. So Rob told me with InvestorLift, he says, when they look at the data, the wholesalers that are doing video have twice the assignments as, now that might be indicative of everything else they're doing better, right? But, right. But, but the point is, is you will sell better and more if you've got good video too. And when he told me that, my first thought, because I'm such a skeptic, I'm like, 
well, those are probably the houses that are half a million dollars and there's just mm-hmm. a bigger spread. And he said, actually, the purchase price is lower and the assignment fees are higher if you look at the data on anything with a video. Mm-hmm. So it does work. I know it works mm-hmm. and I just got to implement it. Yeah. So know? one of the things I talked about with a group last night and Tony was in there was one of the things that we're doing. Now, we don't do it on every property. I would love to, though, if we could, but we'll even do a trash out. And we'll, because what we're thinking about is we're thinking the better it shows, the better it sells. Of course. And so even with our, with our, um, our pictures. So mm-hmm. we used to just um, send anybody out there with an iPhone, who cares, right? Just give me, give me pictures and that's all a cash buyer needs. And now we're thinking about lighting because, you know, a lot of these properties are dark. Like yeah. They're bored up, some of right. them, or there's no power on, some right. of them, or they're just like, they just don't take good pictures. Mm-hmm. And now I want to spend the extra money, send a real photographer in yeah. there with a battery pack light. Yes. And think about the picture. Right. Think about the angle. Right. Think about someone sitting, a cash buyer in his office that morning, he gets your email and opens it. What is his experience going to be? Mm-hmm. And if, if he just goes, man, this thing looks like a dog. Yeah. I'll, let me see what else is out. Right. Today. Yeah. I mean, we sent, we actually send professional photographers out to almost every single property. Yeah. And they take such good photos that I have to have Geo, our video guy in my office, um, resize them because they're too good a quality <laughs> to even upload. So we're getting really good photos of the property. And I always say this, it's, you know, if you've ever bought a used car on Craigslist or yeah. Facebook Marketplace or something, if you have two 2005 Honda Civics with, you know, similar mileage, year, color, everything, and one has a grainy cell phone photo of mm-hmm. the windshield and the back seat. And the other one has 20 high resolution photos and a video walkthrough yeah. of it running. Even if that car has 20,000 more miles on it, you're going to click on that and be more interested in that. Cause you can see the full picture. Yeah. There's not the unknown there anymore. I've got a buddy who, um, his entire business is just, uh, selling on eBay and his, his number one strategy is he buys something on eBay with crappy pictures, mm. takes really good pictures, and resells it on eBay for twice as much money. Yeah. Nothing different. Yeah, he didn't he didn't fix anything. He didn't repackage anything. He just resold something with better pictures. Yeah, it's funny because when somebody I know in the industry will reach out to me and say, "Hey, man, I think this is a good deal, but I'm just not getting any traction on it. Can I send you this deal?" Sure, send it over to me. They send me the deal. The first thing I look at is the photos, and they're always bad photos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't even understand this property. Mm -hmm. You have three photos, two of the outside and one of the living room. I don't even understand the flow of the property. Like it's the the photos are so important, and that's lost a lot in the disposition. We'll have um now this isn't this isn't always the right model, but our wholetale model is in wholesale would be where you get a great discounted property, you actually take it down and buy it, mm-hmm. and then your goal there is retail on the back end. I know right. you guys are doing a lot of innovations and, yep. and you're listing on the MLS, but right. we're, when we're t- when it's a clean property, right? Like the kitchen's okay, dated's fine, but just clean, but messy, mm. those are the best wholesale deals. Right, because we'll get buy them discounted, it, and you can just clean them out and we'll throw spend, them on the MLS. We'll spend three to four grand because we'll we'll do is usually those trash outs are big because it means the basement's full of stuff. They're just it's not even necessarily a hoarder, but just like crap everywhere. Somebody lived there for twenty five yeah, years. They're they going to accumulate. And when you took the pictures, their their all their stuff was everywhere. No one did the dishes. It just looks so bad in yeah. the picture. We'll buy it. We'll take it down. We'll trash it out. 
We'll send professional cleaners in there and a professional photographer. That's it. We didn't fix any plumbing. We didn't fix a roof. We never did any rehab. Mm-hmm. And we'll re- retail it now back yes. on the MLS for $50,000, $75,000 more. Yeah. And I'm looking at all our deals now when they come through in dispositions and, and I'm finally starting to market these deals after we locked them up. I'm looking at different exit strategies on every one of our deals. Now, I had a conversation with one of my really good buyers in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, with the shift in the market, he just wanted to pick my brain one day. And he told me, he's like, Tony, out of the seven deals I bought from you in Atlanta, he's like, I didn't spend over $1,000 on any of these properties I bought from you. I literally bought them, maybe cleaned them out, maybe didn't, and then they were good, and just put them on the MLS. (laughs) He goes, and I made at least 20 grand on every one of these deals. He's like, He's like, you should be doing that with your deals. He's like, I'm screwing myself by telling you this, but (laughs) on these deals that you can hotel, you just need to start doing that. You would have made, you know, extra 20 grand each on these deals you sold. Yeah. I mean, I would say for someone watching, you know, it's, it's okay to like stay in your lane, this wholesale assignment, right? But as you start to grow and develop your real estate business, if you're, if you're really a business person, you start to look at things differently where now the exits start to matter. Right. And like a wholesale business that just generates and turns is a, is one model and that's great. And it can be massive. Like you can, it can be a million dollar a month business. I'm going to talk about it in my presentation later today, Mm -hmm. but what's really great is if you can start to now look at multiple exits and how you can participate in certain deals in a different way based on those exits. And now that changes your entry, your buy mm-hmm. completely changes when you can look at multiple exit strategies. Right. It might be creative, it might be fix and flip, yep. right? It might be wholesale or yep. just just relist yep. all the different ideas. Yeah, and with looking at these properties now through that lens, I can help acquisitions when they're locking deals up too. That's great. It's like, you know, they're coming to me like, Tony, you think we can sell this? And I'm like, well, it doesn't work as a wholesale deal. Maybe it works as a novation deal. Like, let's let's pitch novations now. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you know, this seller wants this. It's like, do they own it outright? Maybe we can pitch seller financing. Mm-hmm. Send me the phone. I'll I'll send me the call. I'll pitch yeah. it. You know, whatever it takes. So yeah, we're looking. Um, that's why it's so important to have you know dispo and acquisitions they work have hand to, in hand. They have to. We had recently where dispo came and they said, Jerry, I've got a buyer, but they wanna they wanna go conventional. And I'm like, conventional. And they're like, yeah, and they'll and they'll pay, you know, twice any assignment fees we're getting. They just want a deal and they want to go conventional. Well, that's forcing me to think a whole lot differently about that deal now. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, well, will it pass an inspection? Right. Will it appraise? Like, what are the issues? But if if Dispo, who's got their ear to the buyer, can also have in real time be understanding acquisitions. And you can adjust on the fly. Same with like your marketing. If Dispo is giving your, your marketing on the front end feedback, mm-hmm. feedback, there's a good feedback loop. Yeah. You're going to improve all your processes really well. hundred percent. It happens a lot where Eric is, you know, he's running comps. He's looking at this deal. He's looking at cash comps and he's calling me over. He's like, Tone, you got to come over here and look at this deal. What do you think? And I'm like, open these three cash comps. He, he sees who bought them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that guy. I know this guy. And I know <laughs> that guy. I'm like, if they paid that for it two months ago, we can sell this deal for the same. Yeah. Lock it up. I'll have it sold in a day. So you know? Dispo helped acquisitions. Well, it happens all the time. Determine their buy. Yeah. It happens all By the time. By understanding how to look at the, the back end, the exit. Yeah. yeah. We've actually dispoed a property before the seller signed the purchase agreement. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because you pre-sold it. I yeah. knew. I yeah. knew the guy that bought the one next door, yeah. you know? So it, it's so important to work hand-in-hand like that. Um, and then another thing we're doing now with the with the market shift, too, is we'll lock up a lot of deals and acquisitions just simply being the cheapest thing on the MLS, too. Mm-hmm. Because we do list, and people you know, get this confused, but we list a lot of wholesale properties on the MLS. Where you're going to still do an assignment. Still an assignment. We're not yeah. novating these. It's not a novations contract. It's literally our purchase agreement with a MLS pre-marketing clause, mm-hmm. an attorney in fact document. The seller is signing all of that. So we are now allowed to list it on the MLS, market it to cash buyers mm-hmm. off the MLS and we just, you know, I created a script now where we're educating these agents on how our process is mm-hmm. and what an assignment contract is. That's great. How this goes. Cause they're all, they all think they know a little more than they actually mm-hmm. do when it comes mm-hmm. to real estate. But this is something that they don't do often or they've never done at all. They've heard about assignment contracts. They've never done one. So now it's our, it's our job to educate these agents on how this process goes. Man, Tony, I'd love to do, maybe we can do another video and you could just break down that that process. Yeah, I would love to. And yeah. share how you're doing where you're listing for a flat fee too right. on the MLS to still wholesale and do an assignment. So this isn't a resell. Nope. It's not a wholesale. It's not even a novation. No. It's just normal wholesaling. But now you're getting in front of thousands of eyeballs on the MLS. Yes, it's our biggest buyer pool, right? Yeah. And we look at PropStream, InvestorLift, Facebook groups, MLS. We look at all these platforms as just marketing to find your buyer. So mm-hmm. you're just using, if you look at the flat fee MLS for a wholesale deal, as a, it's a PPC lead, mm-hmm. right? We're getting 40 inbound calls a day off of our properties on the MLS. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of pulling agent phone numbers and emails and doing and trying to reach agents all day they're inbounding for 150 bucks a property now they're calling you yeah like how long would it take for you to call every agent in this zip code in atlanta it would take weeks yeah and you wouldn't even get a hold of them right they don't even answer their phone they don't answer their phones which is insane and they don't call you back which is crazy (laughs) but if you got a good deal out there and they work with investors they're now calling you for 150 bucks yeah and you're building a relationship too, because now they know you're a, you're a real estate deal guy. And now when they get that, when they sit down with that next to trust property, they know who to call. Exactly. And that's the other pitch is, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of properties mm-hmm. that don't qualify for, you know, conventional loans and lenders and stuff. What are you doing with those leads? Yeah. I mean, if my investors don't want them, we just let them go. It's like, well, call me, call me, uh, yeah. you know, I'll pay you, uh, I'll pay you a spiff for, yeah. you know, sending me the deal. So yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, let's do a deep dive on that idea, that strategy you're doing. That's a great idea. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the the main takeaway, you know, like if I were to summarize what we've talked about here is, is guys, when you think about Dispo, it can't be an afterthought, right? And it, it, it used to be kind of an idea, like all it takes is one buyer. I've said that before. It's true. All it takes is one buyer for your deal. But really, if you want to extract the highest paying buyer out of the market, you got to go to the market and you got to think the same way you do on acquisitions, which is how do I get in front of more eyeballs, as many eyeballs as I can? How do I, how do I get them calling me and me calling them? What do these processes look like so that we can find the highest paying buyer for my deal? You have an obligation to the acquisitions team, your family, your everybody, everybody. You have a responsibility to get the highest pr- price the market will pay. Yeah, 100%. That's your job in Dispo is to get the highest price the market will pay. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. Like I, I, 
I take that serious. Like yeah. I want my acquisitions people to be happy and get paid. I, you know, I want the whole company to do well. A lot of that falls on dispositions. Yeah. And with Eric Klein as a business partner, locking up a ton of deals, mm -hmm. like you, you have to learn fast. When a market shifts, you gotta, you better figure out how to find buyers for this deal. And, and do it now. Yeah. And to summarize <laughs> that, it was, you know, the market shifted, our VIPs weren't buying, hedge funds weren't buying. So it's like, all right, how do we get in front of as many buyers as humanly possible today? And it was the MLS. Mm -hmm. And that's what we started doing. And we found a ton of success with that's it. That's fantastic. Love that. Awesome. Well, Tony, thanks for all the nuggets, guys. Leave a comment. Let us know your big takeaways, what you learned from this. I'm going to be sure to put Tony's information below as well on his social media. You're doing fantastic with putting out all this great information as well. And, uh, and he actually teaches a dispo process. So if you guys want to learn more about that, then maybe we can put some information below for that as well. Mm -hmm. But thanks for all you do, man. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. you. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks for being a, a leader in this industry to help this business go better and help our industry just improve. And if you haven't, guys, be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll see you on the next video.